The following was a live interview on the Backwoods Bible broadcast on the topic of the coronavirus. All right, folks, we want to welcome you in. Uh, we're a little late. We had some major technical difficulties. Um, we want to welcome you into an emergency Backwoods Bible broadcast. We've got, uh, of course, your two regulars here. Uh, Andrew Suter, pastor of the Bible Baptist Church in Asheville, North Carolina. We got Randy, uh, full-time evangelist out of New Man of Baptist Church in Marion. Uh, and then we've <laughs> drinking his coffee that has coffee grounds in it. Uh, yeah, the forces of darkness have been at work in my Keurig. I just, yeah. And uh, and then we've got, uh, of course, no stranger to the broadcast, Brother Joel Tillis with us tonight of the Soul Trap, also pastor of the Sunrise Baptist Church down in Florida. Brother Tillis, it's great Suncoast. to have you on. Suncoast, yeah, excuse me. You you have a church you started called Sunrise. Yes, yes. Yeah. Brother Sean okay. is a pastor there, but ours is, is Suncoast. Yeah, Suncoast, excuse me. Brother Tillis, good to have you on tonight. Hey, good to be here. Good to be here, brother. Amen. Well, listen, folks, um, boy, I mean, where even everybody do us a favor. You're going to have to like and share. Uh, I don't even know exactly where to begin with this story. There's so much that we could talk about as far as what's going on with just Facebook and how we've had problems with it. I got deactivated a couple of days ago and there is I, I cannot stress to you enough the fact that I was not put in Facebook jail. It was a Facebook execution. I could not log on. I could not get on. I mean, I had no access. I could not use Messenger, nothing. And um, the only explanation that I could have is that I was talking about some things that Brother uh, Brandon Wilson says you're glitching bad. Well, there is no, there is simply nothing we can do about it, brother. It may be on your end, um, but no, there, there's uh, multiple people saying we're glitching. Well, there is uh, there's nothing that I can do. Glitches, I don't know. Uh, bad picture. Hey, let me get on here and look and see what we've got going. Maybe cut. As. Cut your Wi-Fi. If you got anything connected to your Wi-Fi, try and cut it. Okay. Let's see here. While I'm on the Wi-Fi really quick here, let me at least go and share the broadcast. Uh, it's going on off. Okay. Well, everybody do us a favor and like and, and share black, really quick. little black thing right there. I need my clip out of there. Okay. Hang on just a second, <laughs> folks. We're trying to... Randy, talk about some of the, while I'm doing this, talk about some of the crazy stuff as far as technical difficulties going on that we've had okay. this week. Well, folks say that they can still hear us, so that's good. Um, close your eyes. <laughs> Don't look at the screen if it's bothering you. Um, but we have had some crazy stuff happening this week, uh, particularly Andrew. He, he mentioned our subject tonight, and you'll notice that we've not, listed it anywhere on here because two times after mentioning the coronavirus, Andrew had a account shut down. His primary account was the first to go. Then his secondary account he created, uh, they took that off. 
just shortly after mentioning it, mentioning it. And um, we've been having struggles this whole evening, just trying to get set up and get things rolling and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, my other account, just to give you an update. So I got my, my main account back. Now, I don't know what's going on with it. It's it, people are not, people have to log on. My stuff is not showing up in uh, news feeds or anything. Um, and so that was crazy. Hang on just a second, folks. Um, let me see. There's one more thing I'm going to do here uh, just to see if this will help it out. So, uh, Brother Tillis, you and Randy kind of talk about the stuff going on. But my other account, really quick, my other account is permanently, Facebook notified me that my other account is permanently disabled, uh, the Sluter Intruder one. This one is back, but I can't post anything. Um, and even tonight, I sent Brother Tillis a link to the broadcast. And then when I went to go send it to Brother Randy, it said you are temporarily restricted from sending links, even through Messenger. There's crazy stuff going on. And uh, the only the only com commonality, or however you want to say it, uh, to all of it is is we've been talking about the coronavirus. Brother Tillis, talk to us about it. Yeah. Well, I, let me. I'm just looking at. It's, I'm just going to piggyback off of what you said because we've been having unbelievable technical issues here. Uh, Brother Kevin, our production manager, and Miss Christie, she kind of helps design a lot of the shows. We've been scrambling, and we never have. In fact, we're actually in our new studio here uh, that we have designed for the Soul Trap and. Uh, we should have everything working just fine. Everything was working, test run, beta, everything was great. All of a sudden, boom, we got one system going down after another. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, everybody thinks probably that here at the Soul Trap, we're more conspiratorial than we actually are. Uh, we like to do a lot of investigation, but we don't necessarily come down hard on, on every little thing. I've often said not everything can be a conspiracy. But my goodness alive, man, between what happened with you, what we're dealing with. I mean, right now, uh, I'm looking across the table. I'm watching Brother Kevin manage about four or five different programs, trying to keep everything going. And you have to wonder at some point, you know, what's going on? What's happening here? And um, I'll tell you this, whether this virus is... Uh, ground zero for the next stage or whether it's some sort of beta test or whether it is, is simply just, you know, a, another event in history. It, there is something very, very unusual going on with this event. Um, and there's a lot of stuff swirling around it and, and it's changing moment by moment. Yeah. Everybody's saying it looks good now. I, I plugged in my power cord. I didn't have it plugged in. I forgot to plug it in. So maybe that's the problem. Maybe it was just struggling for juice i don't know anyway everybody's saying it's good now so praise the lord for that y'all keep praying out there good. uh never mind should have not said it was better anyway i don't know but uh well here's the thing brother tillis with this coronavirus i've been watching it pretty closely for at least the past two weeks and i did not post anything about it just because we've had scares like this before yeah yeah but well, go ahead. Well, I, no, I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say you're, you're right. It was wise to it was wise to kind of wait on this kind of stuff because we've had these kind of issues before, right? We had the issue with with the bird flu, H1N1. I forget what the exact uh, designation was. We've had these kind of things happen before, but I think where we should probably 
why we should say that this is catching our attention. And when you called me, both of us were on the same page. This is why it's caught my attention. It is because there is no doubt that there is a conspiracy around this. It's not a question of if there is a conspiracy. We know that there is. The only question is how deep the rabbit hole actually goes. But with the arrests that they've made today, mm-hmm. with the facts that we have about what's going on in Canada, and a lot of the stuff you and I are going to bring out tonight in the show, we know, number one, there is a conspiracy. And so the question is how deep does it go? And that's, that's really why it's caught our attention. Something is not jiving here. Right. And so let's just do this. Let's just start from the beginning of where it all got and and up to this point. So we know that this virus started or the first confirmed case of it was December 30th. Today is, huh? Oh, no, I'm disagreeing. Oh, yeah. So this virus is one month old. Okay. Now, the SARS epidemic of 2002, that's what it was being compared to earlier. But I don't think anybody in their right mind is now comparing to the, to the SARS virus because the SARS virus was a very drawn out, long, months upon months process, and it only affected right under 8,000 people. Well, we're a month into this thing, and it's already bigger than the SARS outbreak. Yes. So as of right now, and I'm just looking at at basic facts, what you have, and this is changing moment by moment, but you've got right at about 10,000 confirmed cases worldwide. That's confirmed. You've got about 213 fatalities, give or take. South Korea is now claiming human-to-human transmission. Um, America just had their first human-to-human transition today in Chicago. Right. You've got six or 7,000. The, the estimates are, there's a little bit of confusion that are quarantined on an Italian ship. You've got Thailand actually leads the most cases outside of China with 14 as it stands right now. Um, and you've got uh, France and, and other countries that are suspending or limiting flights into China. One of the things that's interesting about this particular strand of what we're seeing is if it is weaponized, and let me go to an article that was posted early on, and everybody kind of poo-pooed this article. But it was um, it was written, and it said Israeli, and, and this is this is the article here. It says Israeli analyst says that the coronavirus uh, conspiracy may be less crazy than you think. Unconfirmed reports suggest that the Wuhan coronavirus may be a bioweapon. Now, that's the key word right there, a bioweapon. Because what happens with a bioweapon, part of its, its deadliness is not just that it kills, obviously, but that it lies dormant or that its yes. symptoms take long enough. So that, let, let's say, for instance, you and I, we have, um, we're living together. Or let's say you and Randy, same area. So you guys meet for the Backwoods Bible broadcast. Next day, one of you contract a virus. Well, it's not that hard if I'm the CDC, the World Health Organization, to be able to to pin down who who you were around the last 24 hours, last 48 hours, even 72 hours. But if if I've got to track you back a week or 10 days, it's gone. I've lost it. Well, we're seeing an incubation rate now with this thing that that potentially 
and we have to caveat everything we're saying here potentially, if you've got an incubation rate of, of even seven days, yeah. then, then how many people do you come in contact with in seven days? The ability to be able to quarantine then becomes exponentially difficult. That leads a lot of people, and especially in this article, to think, hey, this, this thing may indeed have been weaponized. Now, when this article first came out, everyone kind of laughed at it. But then not long after that, we start getting information coming out about the story that took place in Canada. Uh, and so there, there's a real question here is, are we dealing with a weaponized biological entity? That's the issue. Yeah. And here's the thing, folks. I, I can't stress to you enough the the significance of what exactly we're, we're dealing with as far as uh, the the mortality rate. So I was talking to somebody just today and they said, well, um, you know, the mortality rate is is only, you know, two to four percent. OK, I know that sounds very not scary, too. And, and that's what it is right now, about two to four percent. Right now, I think it's hovering right at th right under three. But you've got to realize this thing is spreading just Monday, just Monday. This is Thursday. Monday, there were only a little over 2,000 confirmed cases. We are right now over 10,000 confirmed cases. This yeah. thing is spreading like wildfire. And the you know the thing about Ebola, Ebola has a seventy to ninety percent mortality rate. Ten people get Ebola, seven to nine of them are dying. The thing is, is Ebola burns out so quickly though. Your 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 host, the host, whoever has Ebola, it's it's killing them. Number one, very gruesomely, so nobody gets near them. But number two, it kills them very quickly. So Ebola, oftentimes the outbreaks burn themselves out. Brother Tillis, this thing's quite different. This thing, like you said, has a long incubation time, a week, p potentially. Plus, you don't, you know, you, you don't have it, and then two days later, drop dead. You are infected, and it's in in the it's respiratory, so it's breathing. Yeah, it's 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 air particles and 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 water droplets from coughing and sneezing. Yeah, now you're they're saying through the eyes. There's a great yep, little chart. One of the things that makes, and you're exactly right, one of the things that make, made some of these other uh, biological diseases so deadly or, 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 or is like what you said, it was very obvious that somebody had something beyond the common flu. What's dangerous about this is, is that um, sort of like MERS and, and SARS, it doesn't immediately come on. It's not showing immediate signs. Uh, you're seeing things like fever, uh, coughing, sneezing. Uh, you, you're seeing at least a two to seven day, they're saying a dry cough. Uh, of course, as soon as I start reading this, everybody that's listening right now is going to start getting that. Uh, you know, they're going to start coughing and feeling like they got it. But what happens is, is it's developing. And so you think, ah, I got a common flu or that kind of thing. And, and so the potential for spreading that is, that's, that's the key to this. How do you isolate something like this if it is what we, what we think it might be? Now, look, this could be, we could be done with this in a week. You know, that could be on to something else, I mean, you know, that's going on. But the reality is, is that if this is a biological weapon, then it has been designed to do maximum damage over, over
over a very large group of populace. And that's going to be a hard thing to stop. I mean, it's one thing to stop something natural. It's another thing to stop something that's been artificially constructed to do widespread damage over a long haul. And, and I tend to think, uh, and I could be wrong. I mean, we could be talking about something absolutely, totally different. But I tend to think that this is the real deal. I'm not saying that it's going to, that it's going to do everything that it could. But I don't believe that this is an accidental thing. I think we're dealing with a biological weapon that's gotten out of hand. And, and I think the reports, once you start piecing them together, show that very clearly. Yeah, I do too. And, and here's the thing. When you, when you begin to talk about, you know, uh, what was that? That was not on my end. Yeah, I don't know. That sounded like, Brother Randy, that wasn't your dog, was it? Oh, yeah, my dog's somewhere around here. Okay. Jeez. So it may have been my dog. Sorry. We all think demons are like affecting the broadcast. <laughs> Brother, hey. it, like, Brother Randy's dog's probably like chewing on a wire. That's why our like, thing's going out. It's the powers okay. of Satan. Hey, <laughs> well, let, let me say this before we go on because we've got about 95 viewers right now. And I legit have never seen our broadcast glitch like I have no it is idea right what's now. going on. I'm watching it too. And, and I know we're kind of like, you know, kind of like, you know, when you go in a haunted house or whatever, how you're kind of, you know, shook up a little anyway. But the audio is coming through just fine. So if you're watching right now and you can put up with not watching or the bad yeah. video, uh, the audio seems to be coming through just fine. But uh, I will say, there's a lot of craziness that's around all of this. Hey, I'm telling you, right above, uh, so I, I'm the one hosting the, the, the Live. right above the website and all a big red banner right across it says, please note that Facebook is currently having performance issues, whatever the heck that means. Yeah. First uh, time in what, first, two, two, three I, years? How yeah, long have you been doing this? I've hey, never wanna, seen this. I want to say to everybody that's enduring the glitching, you are, by doing that, you are performing a, a, a quiet resistance. I mean, it, it is vital. Listen, whether, whether it's whatever it is, the fact of the matter is, is that grassroots is always dangerous to the establishment. And um, it is very important. And I think it's important that people understand what's going on because whether it is this case or the next, um, what we are seeing unfold, look, look it's, it's just like, in my opinion, it's just like the Las Vegas shooting. I mean, something doesn't add up here. Something has gone awry. And, and I think we're seeing that today, even though the World Health Organization came out and, and, and in one hand they were trying to warn everybody on the hand, trying to calm down. There's something going on here. And um, I think yeah. it behooves everybody to be, to be fully aware of it. Yeah. Hey, do us a favor, guys. Like and share this because... You know, oftentimes we talk about things that maybe people don't agree with. You know, I can't get behind that, but, you know, I, I can't, you know, I can't post that on it. But this broadcast, this isn't like it. We're not, we're not having like a doctrinal discussion. Okay. We're not talking about whether or not you should tithe or whether or not you should do this, that, or the other. We're talking about a global epidemic. And I have been accused, Brother brother Tillis, you've seen it on Twitter. I'm sure Randy has too. Uh, you're you're fear mongering. You know, we've heard all this yeah. before. I had people absolutely lamb blast me for, for saying that we were potentially on the verge of World War III just a couple of weeks ago. I still stand by that. 
I do too. I, I stand by the fact that we were on the brink of a global conflict. But you have to stop back and think, okay, was all that a false flag for what was actually going on? Who who knows? Well, I think I think one of the, the problems that we're living in, or, or one of the challenges that we're facing, and it's it's very fascinating to me that it, this is among Christians as well, is it's the it's the ergo fallacy. It's the ergo fallacy. In other words, yesterday was the same. Today is the same. Ergo, tomorrow will be exactly the same. And that's exactly out of Second uh, Peter 3, right? Uh, this, they, they, they scoff. They say, where is the promise of his coming? And here's the key phrase. For all things continue as they, they were. Everything is just normal. You guys are getting a little, but listen, everything might have been okay yesterday. Everything might be okay today, and it might be okay tomorrow, but that doesn't give you the right or, or the comfort or the safety to go, ergo, we're going to be okay. These things are coming. It, it, it is coming if you're a Bible believer. And I also would say that I think it is, a, it is, a, is a, both a biblical and a practical fallacy to assume that we're going to have some sort of left-behind walk out of here as if we're walking through the mall and all of a sudden things are great and then we're out of here. There, you know, to whom much is given, much is going to be required. And I, and I just find it very hard to think that American Christians are going to be able to live their life and then boom, just hit the rapture and take off. I don't think yeah. we're going to go through the tribulation, but I find it hard to believe we're not going to go through some uh, tribulation prior to the rapture. I agree with that. And um, I was... I read to my church tonight, and and folks, let me let me get this Bible verse in there, and then Brother Tillis, I, I really want to talk about the impact globally that this thing has had. Um, of course, we understand as as Bible believers that Matthew twenty four is not to us; it's talking about a future time during the tribulation period. But we are foolish to think that there are not things that are setting Matthew twenty four up. Okay. Um, for example, if the if the if they were to start laying bricks to rebuild the third temple, you know, tomorrow, I'm not going to change my pre-trib belief. I'm still going to be pre-trib. I'm just sitting there saying, okay, well, dang, we're getting close. They're mm -hmm. they're laying some groundwork. Well, Matthew that. 24 says that there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes. And I told I showed my people tonight. A lot of times people say, well, earthquakes in diverse places, but that's not the phrase. There's a comma right after earthquake. It's famines, pestilences, earthquakes, comma, in diverse places. All three of those things are going to be happening in diverse places. So as we get closer to the end, could it be that we are seeing some of the beginning marks or some of the preparatory events for what's going to happen in the tribulation, which will be pestilences in diverse places? Well, I I think so. And, and we need to... We need to circle back around to to this, but I think that there is a there's a very interesting um, there's a very interesting book because what we're seeing is the setup. I believe uh, we're seeing the setup here, and there's a great book by by Mark Dice called The New World Order, and there's a large chapter in there, a fairly large chapter called Population Reduction, and it is well known um, whether it be Ted Turner, uh, it's well known, whether it be the Georgia Guidestones, that there is an intentional design among yes. the elites, among the New World Order, 
that they want to reduce the population uh, of this world. Now, what's interesting is, is I have this, I was just looking at this tonight, I was circling it tonight, there's a vain, very famous professor uh, that gave a speech, a very, very famous professor, he gave a speech, it was off the grid, but he actually gave this speech at, uh, let me see here, at the Texas uh, Academy of Science. He won an award. In the, in the speech, and his name is Dr. Pianca, he told the audience that there were too many people on the earth, and he listed all the evils of humanity. And I'm quoting now basically from the book. Here's what he said. He said, Earth is to reduce the population to 10% of the current number. He showed the solution for this. And here's what he said. War and famine would not do. He explained. Instead, what we need is disease. Disease offer the most efficient and fastest way to kill the billions that must soon die if the population crisis is to be solved. So the, the fact of the matter is we, we think about nuclear war, we think about nuclear holocaust, but what we're seeing is, is a new world order, and it may even be, maybe not now, but it might even be, Brother Andrew, that stream feeds into the rapture so that there is a pandemonium, some kind of mm -hmm. pandemonium that takes place right at the rapture, and, and, and as we're going out, there's even more shock and awe, which sets the table for, for the Antichrist. Right. And, you know, I mean, I have said, you know, and, and I'm not the only one, uh, many other preachers have said that, um, that the Antichrist will step on the scene and have all the answers, and that'll be birthed out of global conflict. There has to be global conf conflict. And, I mean, we're just, we're not there yet. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is definitely something to where we potentially may be getting there. Um, so let's talk about this. We, you know, it's a month old. We don't know exactly where it came from. It's called the coronavirus, but that is a, you know, we talked about this some brother tells the coronavirus. That's a, that's an umbrella term. That's a blanket term. Right. Well, here's here's where I think here's where I think the story takes an interesting turn for us because there's a lot of information we're still not getting a lot of clarity on what it is. We're still not getting a lot of clarity on the actual full symptoms. Now, um, my crowd here, my my research team here, we were looking at some videos today, and you can go to Live Link and you can find some on Twitter, but you got to really you got to really get after. Them. But they're starting to sneak out of China videos, both by doctors, nurses. In fact, I have an article in front of me uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, there was hey, not a couple Dillis, weeks ago. Let me interrupt you really quick. Yeah, we, um, we're, we're going to let me. I'm going to refresh this. So the links you guys have, I'm going to refresh. Everybody listening, we're going to refresh the page. Uh, everybody's saying refresh, and I thought about doing it. So just, I'm going to refresh it. You guys will have to log back on. Okay. Everybody listening, just give us – we're going to refresh it. Everybody just hold on. Uh, really quick, we're going to – let me just get confirmation. Can you guys hear us about refreshing it? Yes, I can I can hear you about refreshing it. Oh, I, well, I'm sorry. I'm talking uh, – I should have clarified. I'm talking about um, – Okay, I, I'm listening on my phone. They're hearing it. They're hearing it? Yeah. Okay. 
because I had several people that said the audio stopped. Okay, so everybody, should I try to restart it? Somebody tell us if if our audio is good or is it just the video still? Because I'd hate to. Re I'd hate to. Um. Okay. Somebody tell us is the audio still good? Is the audio still good? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, yes. I'm listening. The audio is good over here. Okay. Um, one saying refresh, but. I don't think we need it, to risk. It's a mixed bag. Yeah. I don't know if we need to risk refreshing. What say you guys? Uh, yeah, the audio is real good. My crowd here is telling me that the audio is really good. It interrupts. Someone said uh, both go in and out. Yeah, it goes in and out. The audio is good. But hang on just a second. Let me ask Brother Kevin here. It's cutting in and out a little bit. I mean, okay. Let's just try to re. Let's just try to refresh the page really quick. Okay. All right, we're gonna try to refresh the page. Um, everybody, stay with us. We're gonna refresh the page. Just hold on. It'll. We we will be back on. Just everybody, stay on. Okay, stay on with us. Don't leave. Isn't it crazy the way this thing has cut loose on us? Yeah. Okay. Hey, my, are you guys there? Can you hear me? We're here, and I think we're still live. Yeah. Okay. Because my, right. my production team is telling me that it's affecting, but they're not thinking that it's affecting everybody the same way. Yeah. So uh, they're saying this is the most sporadic. All right, we're back live. This is the most sporadic thing I have ever seen. The, our broadcast has literally never done this. I have never seen these kind of problems. We just had one person write in. Uh, let me see if I can find them. They said that Facebook is showing them all kinds of other videos of like people playing video games and stuff, and it's working just fine on those. Ours is the only one he sees that's having any issues. Yeah, that's so, the craziest thing you've ever heard. I mean, I, here's the thing. I've often said the ministry makes you paranoid. But when you when you you know when you start getting stuff like this, you can't you cannot help but just see satanic working all in it. I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. folks. Yeah. Somebody I, says it messes up. It messes up when Andrew is off. Okay, I, I don't know. I don't know. They're saying it messes up when I'm on. Anyway. But uh, maybe somebody's just joking. <laughs> now is not the time to joke with us, folks. Uh, too soon. Way. Too soon. Okay, so let's if we're if we're let's let's back up just a minute and and let's talk about what's happening here with this virus. Okay, so one of the things that happened is is that came out today, and it took a while for it to hit the mainstream. But the fact of the matter is, is that they have made arrests. Yes. Okay, and so I've got the articles here. Now, this is what's interesting to me. This we, we got to piece this together. A claimed Harvard scientist is arrested, accused of lying to ties to China. Uh, there was a researcher. Three of them were charged illegal ties that happened in Boston. They said that the prosecutor said that this Lieber, however you pronounce his name, um, and, and this guy was not some fly by night. This was Dr. Charles Lieber, the chair, and you don't get to be a chair in any university without having some heavy credentials. 
He was the chair of Harvard University. Okay, Harvard University Department of Chemistry and Chemical Biology. This is the guy that has been arrested. He was had a contract with the Wuhan Institute of Technology. That is exactly where this virus has cut loose from in Wuhan. Okay? Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. It says in this article, it appears that China paid Lieber hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years for his involvement with the Chinese entity and for his work on research, the U.S. attorney for Massachusetts, Andrew Lelling, stated. Lieber was arrested at his Harvard University office and then placed on administrative leave. But here's my question, Brother Andrew, Brother, Brother Randy. This, this is the thing. This happened like that. This, just in a matter of days. Three, three, four days ago, we were being told, not that big a deal. Then we've got 7,000 people on a boat. We've got 10,000 people being infected. This thing's now going human to human. And out of the clear blue, they happen to know who this guy is. So I, I, I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all, that all of a sudden they figured out that this was going on. I think you're seeing them trying to cover their tracks. Yes. I think they knew about this. And they're trying to cover their tracks, and they're trying to do that because they know that this thing is going south. Not only that, but there's another article, and we talked, you and I talked about this on the phone the other day, uh, about the Canadian lab where there were two Chinese uh, workers there, high-ranking mm-hmm. professors, that were dismissed from there. And they were found the out lady, to be in the military of China. <laughs> Right, and guess where she happened to travel five times over the last three or four years? To the Wuhan uh, site. Now, this is the other thing that's interesting. In China, at the Wuhan site there, they only recently, just in the last couple years, they only recently were able to come up with a level four facility that would house these kind of things. So I'm I'm proposing what I'm saying, and I think what a lot of people are saying is, Two questions. A, is this a weaponized grade that was given to the Chinese that got loose? Number one. Number two, the other question that maybe even goes deeper. Maybe this all blows over. But we have to ask ourselves here, how infiltrated is our government by Chinese? You remember Joseph McCarthy was laughed at. McCarthyism and all of that. Everybody thought he was a nut because he believed communism had infiltrated our government, until years later the Verona papers came out and said, oh no, he was right. Well, the question now is if you've got Chinese stealing stuff from Canada, we've got the chair of a Harvard department in links and cahoots with China. Um, How massive is the Chinese connection and infiltration in the United States of America? Yeah. And and by the way, Facebook is connected with China. (laughs) and, And here's what I think is crazy. The Chinese government, I just got an article sent. I heard it earlier today, and somebody just sent me an article maybe, maybe I don't know, five minutes ago. The Chinese government is now burning, cremating bodies to try to cover up the death toll from this thing. And they have been doing this for a while. Listen, I have believed, based upon the research I've been doing, that China has been covering up. Because number one, what people need to understand is, is these, you know, 8,000 or so confirmed cases in China, anybody with one eye and half a brain needs to understand that that number is much higher. 
Do not oh, be yeah. so naive to think that China only has 8,000 cases. Those are 8,000 confirmed cases. They are so severely underfunded and underprepared. In fact, Brother Tills, I, I forgot to send you this article earlier. Bill Gates predicted how underprepared the world is for a global pandemic. I've got yeah, the article so on, my, on my phone. And and China just simply does not have the resources. There, there are kits. You you have to have a special kit to confirm if somebody has this this virus. And China just doesn't have them. So they're not reporting the true numbers. There's really no way to know the true numbers because we can't get everybody tested. And plus, mm -hmm. now there's talk about them cremating body. The sun, the 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 sun, uh, just put out a uh, an article saying that China is burning bodies to try to cover the death rate of uh, the death count. Yeah. So here, here's what you're talking about, or, or one of them. In October, now again, remember now, start looking at what's happening with the timeline. All of a sudden, out of the clear blue, we called a guy that was, we, we called a guy from Harvard that had a connection with China. Out of the clear blue, we just knew that automatically. We called him. Then you've got the crowd up there in Canada. Now, October 2019, that's not all that long ago. Fifteen business people, government officials, and health experts gathered in New York to plan a global response to a worldwide outbreak of a never-before-seen and completely fictional coronavirus. It was a training exercise, and it was called the fictional coronavirus at the center of the, it's called Event 201 Simulation. They believed it was going to kill 65 million people in this, in this test run that they ran. So you're you're exactly right, man. That, that something is not is not working right. Something is very very odd. And to go back to what you said, there was actually a Blaze article, January 27th. It said uh, a nurse in China issued a warning, and she said the nurse in China said that it's not nine thousand. She said it's ninety thousand are already infected. Right. Um, that's what she said. And, and that was posted, everybody's like, eh, but now you've got the sun coming out going, oh, well, no, they're burning it. So I, it's hard to differentiate what is exactly going on, but, but it's very, very clear. That exercise that they ran in 2019, how come, and, and, and uh, Brother Kevin, our production guy here, we were talking before the show, he said the same thing. He says, how come with all these things, like it happened with Sandy Hook, it happened with 9-11. How come there's always these test events that are taking place either mm -hmm. right at the time or near it? Very, and, very strange coincidence. And Caleb Hickam mentioned it, reminded me about it. Um, I remember right after I first heard about the coronavirus. And by the way, let me just we didn't get to it. Coronavirus is an umbrella statement. Okay. We don't coronavirus just means that you know it's any type of respiratory virus that potentially comes from animals, bats, rats, cats, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's a, it's a blanket statement. We don't know what this thing is. We, right. we don't know. And so, but Caleb, right when I first heard about this coronavirus, Caleb uh, Hickam had reminded me, Netflix came out with a series, a documentary, a series of documentaries on what would happen in the in the face of a global pandemic. This came oh, yeah. out right after the first of the year. And folks, just to, just to go, just to kind of prove to you that this isn't some kind of like, oh, you know, just 
three crazy preachers trying to sound the alarm on something that's just, you know, going to blow over. Uh, I think one of the biggest stories with this thing right now, besides, you know, just the cover up and the arrests and all that, but how governments are responding. Russia has closed its border with China. Mongolia has closed its border with China. British Airways has banned until further notice all flights in and out of China. American airline pilots are now suing American Airlines for not, for making them fly to China. You also have the Italian government, the cruise ship that you mentioned, 6,000 people, 6 to 7,000 people on that cruise ship and they will not let them get off. They are stuck. Mm-hmm. They are stuck in a port in Italy. The scary reality of that is, as I was doing some research on that cruise ship, it was in Spain, it was in France, it was in different parts of Italy, all over the Mediterranean, and now it's stuck in Italy, and they're not letting anybody on, they're not letting anybody off. Yeah, and, and it is. People, and all over two people that may have been infected. Yeah, what's, you're exactly right. And what's interesting is I got a, I got a text the other day, and I have to give some credit to uh, one of, I know one of your listeners, one of ours is, is Lucas Waters. He put us onto some different areas as far as, you know, one of the things that's interesting is the, the event that took place up in Canada. That, that seems to be the pipeline right there. Canada and Boston, uh, those are the two places uh, where it was, and in fact, the the guy that was arrested, Zhang Zhaozong, uh, he was arrested. He was connected with the Canadian uh, possible uh, smuggling of of material. You know where they caught him? They caught him at Logan Airport in Boston. So mm. there's, you're exactly right. There's there's something definitely taking place here, and I think that what you have here here's my theory. This is just my working theory. I think there is a huge network of Chinese infiltration in the United States of America in conjunction with, with Russia, no doubt about that, but far more than we imagine. I think that there was biological material that was smuggled into China from the United States of America or, or from Canada, and this coronavirus, we don't know what it is. Now, if, if you don't think that the United States of America can create some nasty stuff, the, the history of America from MK Ultra to Artichoke uh, to on and on and on. I mean, to what we did, what, uh, I think it was in Guatemala, uh, some of the uh, experiments we did. So America very well could have some really nasty stuff. I think they got it back to Wuhan, but I think that it got loose somehow. Somehow, yes. I think this weaponized biological entity has gotten loose. And the reason there's a rush to cover it up is not, not that... Maybe they are able to control it. Maybe they are able to bring it under, under, under quarantine and control it. The reason that there's this rush to go on is because it is from America. It is from Canada. It was through a spy system, and they want to shut that down as quickly as possible. Well, hey, really quick, we got 124 viewers. If everybody could do us a favor and, um, and like and share this, that would be great. Um, everybody like and share this. This is such important stuff, and... And, you know, we want the word to get out, especially how much satanic oppression and attack has been on this thing. And the, the, the you know, 
all glory to the Lord and Lord, don't let this jinx it. <laughs> but uh, the audio and, and video is doing great now. Everybody's saying it's completely cleared up. So I was praying. I, I, I was praying hard. So we want to thank Lord for answering that prayer. You know, the the amount of, of attack with them deactivating my Facebook, deactivating my other Facebook uh, with the beginning of this broadcast. This there's too much satanic attack. For you to just to say, oh, this is a good good watch, and then just don't share it. Share it for us. Get the word out there, folks. We really need you to. Um, Brother Tillis, I think that, you know, in looking at this with, you know, the biological weapon and all that, I 100% think that you're correct in the fact that it was a weaponized virus that got loose. And interestingly enough, here's the interesting thing. When I made my new Facebook, my Sluter Intruder one, uh, everything was fine on it. I had, I was all, I was pushing 800 friends within just an hour or two. I was trying, I, I honestly thought that my old account was done for, but it was just gone. So I made the new one. And the interesting thing about it was everything was fine. I had made two or three posts on it. I shared a post from Pastor Tim Pomeroy up in, Ohio. That's when that other Facebook page got deactivated and it is permanently disabled now. The interesting wow. thing about it is that post that I shared, he said that he had some old military friends that were still in. He had ties with them. And he said that they were saying that this was a weaponized biological warfare, you know, thing that got loose on accident. It was not intended hmm. to get loose, but it did. That's what he said on his post of what he heard from some guys that he knows in the military. Yes. I, yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. And the, the truth of the matter is, one of the things that's interesting is, is that this kind of event, whether it's this one or not, this kind of event, would you wouldn't have to roll tanks down through the street. Um, there's a video that we have, and we're, we're, we have tried to source it. But there's a video that we have, and I actually think that it came up out of the deep web. But there's a video that shows uh, one particular, a couple different people over in China. And one of them, it just begins to convulse and collapse. It, it's a very frightening video. I've seen it. So, yeah, yeah so we're, there's been a lot of that. Okay, where did that come from? What is that? And there's some other floating around out there. Um, there's a lot. There's a great book. Again, I don't agree with everything that's written in it called Standing Down Goliath. This is what, this is what they say. I said, in the, in the event of a biological plague, uh, such as like in the movie Contagion, America would be ruled by martial law very quickly. Every military and scientific effort would be used to stop the spread of infection. Entire cities would be barricaded by military troops. Um, and then and it goes on. The transportation of people, animal, food, supplies, water, and other things would stop instantly. And government organizations like FEMA would move into high gear and control entire regions. The mysterious FEMA camps would be up and operational. Now, the reason I wanted to bring that up is he uses the term there, the, the FEMA camps would be up and operational. Now, for, for several years in, in the genre of of you know, New World Order and conspiracy theorists, there have been the FEMA camps. Why would they have FEMA camps? And, and, and this has been known. And then, then Alex Jones from InfoWars broke it years ago about the quote-unquote all these coughing, coughing-looking kind of things that they yeah. had. 
Mm-hmm. And so, and everyone's like, well, that's kind of weird. You know, you're not going to have the military come storming in and, and killing everybody. No, you're not. But if there were, if there was a massive outbreak, the FEMA camps would be for, to, to isolate the people that are sick. And it would, be, it would be perfectly rational to the average mind. Of course we need to get to the FEMA camp. That's where our help is. Of course we need to get there. So, in other words, I tend to think, whether this is the one or not, I tend to think that it is a biological weapon like this that will drive the agenda because it is so. It, 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 they're going to come to your door. They, you don't have to kick in the door and get their guns. Now, I don't care how tough somebody is, how many AR-15s they have. You let them start puking blood and bleeding from the eyes. They're going to be mm-hmm. the first one at the FEMA camp saying, hey, give me a, a shot. Give me an inoculation. And, um, and, and so it, it's very, very interesting to think about how that could play out. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> you know, it's interesting that this comes right after, you know, people say, oh, this is so conspiratorial. You guys sound like nutcases. Guys, we're talking about just a few months ago, we've got one of the biggest pedophiles on planet Earth that had ties to so many high ups that he was going, I mean, the system would have, if he'd have testified, I mean, if he'd have started naming names, we're talking about the unraveling of something so dark that we couldn't even probably fathom. And the dude kills himself and he kills himself while he was taking off suicide watch while the cameras malfunctioned, the guards were asleep, you know, whatever. Come on, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, We don't even have time to get into the Epstein thing. I'm just trying to tell you, like, don't don't try to say that this is just all conspiratorial, you know, fluff talk. We're talking about people that had a man killed because he was going to testify against high. I mean, didn't even really try to hide it. Am I right, Brother Tillis? They didn't even try to make it look like an accident. Oh, yeah. I, I actually believe that that was uh, the, the killing. I actually believe that that was a, an, an intentional occult killing and, and sacrifice with, with no... It was very, very clear they wanted that to be seen the way that it was. I'll tell you something else, too. Man. We, we have a show coming out uh, before too long on, on the subject of Frazzle Drip. Have you ever heard of Frazzle Drip? Mm. It is a video from the dark web. And uh, I don't want to get into too much, but, but, I, but I'm going to tell you, it, what, what's happened is we're seeing an acceleration of the wickedness of the powers of darkness. And uh, Frazzle Drip is, is a shocking video. Pizzagate, you're exactly right. All of these things. Let me, let me give you an instance. And this isn't rocket science. This is, and this is hard for your all-American mom and pop 4th of July to deal with. But this is the reality. Because for so long we wanted to believe, you know, one nation under God. Here's what the United States of America has done, though, when it has wanted to. The Guatemala syphilis experiment. Yeah. Now, you, you didn't learn, you didn't, most people didn't learn about that. But the United States led human experiments conducted in Guatemala from 1946 to 48. They were led by a physician named John Charles Cutler, who participated in the Tuskegee syphilis experiment. Doctors infected soldiers, prostitutes, prisoners, and mental patients with syphilis and other sexually transmitted diseases. So we don't actually know what diseases. Everybody says, where did GRIDS or, or AIDS or HIV, where did it come from? I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe it was hatched out of the paperclip operations. 
Maybe it was hatched in Guatemala. We don't know. But we know they were infecting people and studying that. That how do you then so how do you go now? Hey, you're being a little bit over dramatic. If you and I and Brother Randy had been around back then and we'd have had our ham radios and we'd have been saying, hey, hey, guess what? There's, there's uh, uh, studies going on with soldiers down here. They're infecting people. Oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. Well, they weren't. And, and so I don't think it's crazy now for us to at least, listen, what was it? I think it was Benjamin Franklin said, the, the people should not fear their government. The government should fear their people. And, and I don't think it's wrong at all to, to actually look and go, hey, wait a second. Um, something's going on here. Something's going mm -hmm. on. You know, with the coronavirus and the outbreak and the, in my opinion, here's what's so scary to me. This is what I was explaining to somebody today, is that if if we wanted to get a virus that is going to have a widespread, a widespread effect, you're not looking for something that has a high mortality rate. You're looking for something that has a high infection rate yes and as of right now it really seems like that this thing spreads i mean i i, I read about what you were talking about earlier a doctor in china who was dealing with all this who wore all the protective stuff said you know what i didn't cover my eyes and she got sick and she said the mm -hmm. only way i could have gotten infected is through the through the eyeballs and now, to me, to me, that is just that screams weaponization. That screams lab created. And you know, as of right now, I did the numbers today. The 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 mortality rate of the flu. Because what I've heard from people, well, you know, but the flu kills this. The regular flu kills this many people in America every year. Well, that's true. Mm -hmm. Flu does kill you know several thousand people. I did the numbers today. You can get the numbers on the CDC. You can get the numbers of, 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 of cases of the flu and the cases of death by the flu. I did the math mm -hmm. today. It's very simple to get the percentage. 0.1% mortality rate on the flu. Right. Okay. We're talking about something that right now is at 3% morta mortality rate. We're talking mm -hmm. about something that is almost 400% more deadly than the flu. Yes. And yeah, and it's just like I was saying, I, you know, I was just looking at here. So it's not beyond, it's not beyond the governments, certainly the United States of America and other governments to use weaponized material. Uh, in 1950, a lot of people don't know this, but in 1950, uh, the United States Army, they were actually involved in a secret program in San Francisco. And there's no lie. They actually would drive through San Francisco and they sprayed down. It was a secret experiment. And they released a bacteria. And they wanted to know how it would affect the population. And so they would drive through the city. And they, they literally sprayed the biological warfare they, they were involved in. It was called Operation Sea Spray. And there was actually some people that died from that. Um, and so you, you're exactly right whether it's whether you know goes right on through or not. And, and I think one of the things that you're coming to... Here's the interesting thing, is, is it spreading, and, and it really doesn't have to be all that more mortal, does it? Exactly. It just has to create, it just has to create the illusion of, of death, because the people, once, that, once you start spreading out like that, then you, then, you, then you could really open up the doors to do some things if you wanted as a government. 
And so you don't even have to have an absolute 100%. You just have, have to have enough for the people to get afraid. Crowds that are afraid do very, very weird things. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that that's what we could be seeing right here, right before our eyes. And whether or not it is this one, and I keep stressing it, whether it is this one or not, the history books, the research books, everything is telling us that this is at some point going to happen. It's part of their plan. History. Here's the thing. History repeats itself. I, I think it's, I think it's so funny when you have people. Randy, I feel like we've left you out of this entire broadcast. No, no. I, I'm just reading over here. Y'all keep going. Okay. Um, interject at any time. History repeats itself. I, these all, I've, I've found it so amusing that all these people who are like, that's crazy. There's not going to be a global pandemic. That's just fear monger. Da, 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 da. Fail to realize that this kind of stuff has happened and it's happened a lot and it's been a lot more worse than this. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, that's uh, yeah. the black plague, the Spanish flu. I mean, all sorts of stuff. Uh, this is a, a glo- global pandemics. And we're talking about it at a time when, when you did, I mean, look at the, the black death. I mean, people weren't traveling well, in the 1300s. No, and you're exactly right. That goes back to the ergo fallacy. Because it was the same yesterday, it's the same today, ergo, therefore, it must be the same tomorrow. All you have to do is print it out. Ten, ten deadliest plagues. Great, great little article here. And you don't have to go down through here a whole lot. Um, for instance, the Asian flu pandemic. When was that? 1957. It was estimated death rate of 2 million people. That was in 1957. Uh, there was the typhus fever in World War I, all the way up through 1945. It was estimated there were 3 million deaths in, in Russia alone. Um, and so you can go down here. There was a Justinian plague in AD 500. Over 25 million people, as estimated, were killed. The Antononian plague, 5 million. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, uh, in 1855, there was what was called the third plague pandemic. It was over 20 years 10 million people died. Um, One of the most recent ones happened in 1918, the Great Flu Epidemic. It was one of the most decimating ones in history with a death toll somewhere, get this now, a death toll somewhere between 20 million and 40 million people. Mm. So again, it's one of those things where you and I, we all could be sitting here watching or thinking about something else and, and it'd be gone in a week. But... We're not crazy by saying, wait a second, something's wrong here. And I go back to my original thesis. The, what really got my attention was when they made those arrests today, yeah. and when you turned on the news, the only place that you saw it was on NPR. When NPR is breaking your news, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. And the only place you could see it for a while was NPR. We've got a Harvard professor. I don't think th- – this is very important. My, my wife uh, has her degree from USF. Uh, I'm involved with USF a lot of, I don't think people understand what it takes to be a chair of a department in any college, but especially in Harvard. If if you're a chair of a department, you are a, you, you, you are high, high, high up on the food chain, very high. For this guy to be working with the Chinese, no way, no way that nobody else knew about it. Yeah. I think the government knew about it. There, there's no way that the chair 
of a department at Harvard is in cahoots with Wuhan and their technical institute there, and nobody knows about it. So, so there's something really fishy going on here. Yeah, and I think you know when you have, uh, I I think that the government airlifting out all American citizens. When you've got other governments getting out all their citizens, putting them through strenuous quarantine once they get back, they're not wanting. I guess here's my theory. It's a theory. By the way, everybody like and share if you don't mind. If you haven't shared, go ahead and share for us and get the word out there. A lot of spiritual warfare has gone into this broadcast. So uh, at least do us a favor and share and like the video. There is an obvious attempt of getting people out of China, I don't think just for safety reasons. They don't want people there seeing, I think, what's really going on. There have been yeah. reports of, of food shortages already, already food shortages. Uh, there have been articles about grocery stores just being empty, people fighting in the streets, um, uh, Randy, you interjected right on this because you were telling me a little bit about this today, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you basically covered all that uh, that I really know. My wife was passing along to me. She's really been keeping up with this. Um, but it, it's at the place where they just can't find no food. And honestly, one guy commented, you know, kind of, you know, if this is real, what do we do with this knowledge? Well, I'll tell you one good idea is uh, you may not be able to get it all in now, but uh, get some food, <laughs> learn to grow a garden, um, learn to do something practical. Most Americans are equipped for three days. If everything went dead, power everything, uh, they're equipped to last three days uh, with food and all that. Now, the funny thing is FEMA recommends that you have three days of food. If you have three days of food, you're normal. If you have 30 days of food, then you're a prepper nutcase. Right, right. And and somebody commented earlier on here, this all jogged my memory, on that said that they had a, somebody had a son. They knew of a family that had a son, in, a missionary son in China, and that they've completely shut the city down. The grocery stores are empty. Um, and here's the thing, folks. We, I was talking about it today. This thing does not have to kill a bunch of people all it has to do is kill enough to spook everybody and you right got, you got exactly what they're looking for well it, it was Rahm Emanuel that said never let a good crisis go to waste yeah and that yeah. is the spirit of the government yeah and I I agree with that a hundred percent and I think that um, yeah there's a great little article from Brandon Smith uh, and you can pull it up. It's called How Viral Pandemic Benefits the, the, the Globalist uh, Agenda. And you're exactly right. It doesn't, it, 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 doesn't have to, it doesn't have to kill a lot, but it can create an environment uh, in, which, um, in which these plans can be executed. And I'm going to tell you something. I think that what Brother Randy said was right. Um, uh, I... I there is a there is a situation that is brewing, and I think that because uh, and I'm going to speak for myself because Bible believing Christians so believe in the rapture, and I do. I'm a rapturist, 
But there is this idea that, hey, you just do anything you want, and then we're going to get out of here before the trouble hits. I think that Christians should be gearing up for trouble, and they should be gearing up to take care of themselves, take care of their family, and maybe even take care of a neighbor or two along the way, because there's definitely going to be some difficult times. I mean, perilous times are perilous times, and I don't think that just means doctrinal. I don't think, I don't think the worst battle that we're going to have as believers is against Beth Moore and Joel Osteen. Hmm. I think I think there's rougher stuff coming. And you know, Brother, Brother Andrew, we were talking the other night. I think it's very, 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 uh, and I don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers because I know that uh, that there's, you know, I understand about the love for Donald Trump, and I'm thankful for a lot of things that what he's done. Him moving the capital and recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, moving our embassy there, class act, very good. But... It's very, very, and I mentioned this to you the other night, I think it's very interesting, very interesting, that the same week that he releases his new peace plan, yeah, which effectively gives half of Jerusalem back to the Palestinians, is the same week that one of the most deadly viruses that we've seen in a long time comes to the shores of the United States of America. And, uh, I, you know, there might be something spiritual to this. I mean, God you're not going to mess with Jerusalem and you're not going to mess with Israel. And, and this thing could be coming to a head. And I agree with brother Randy. We need to be preparing for what's coming. Um, I don't have the dust cover on it. How Satan turned America against God by Bill Grady. If you don't have that book, go ahead and get that book. It's a great book. Um, the first chapter in this book, brother Tillis, interestingly enough, uh, the first chapter is called land for peace. Yeah. And uh, it he documents all of the things that happen in America. Yeah, there it is. Brother Randy's got it. Hold that cover up there. Yeah, it just how Satan turned America against God. It documents a bunch of different stuff where every single time America gets involved in peace talks about giving land back to the Middle East. And listen, I like Trump just as much as the next guy. Randy, Randy yeah. knows how much I like Trump. Uh, yeah, I do. I, I do. I like Trump a lot. But tonight in my pulpit, I openly said that I do not agree with it. I was against it. And he's messing with God's dirt. And I think I it's interesting. Here we are. We've got a global pandemic. And the most powerful nation on earth right now is messing with God's dirt. And, I agree. Uh, and, and it's just... It's 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 a little too it's a little too close for coincidence in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. For, for and I'm I'm getting I'm getting some word. I'm getting information right now from uh, and I, I'm not at liberty. They asked me not to not to use their name, uh, but this is a source that I trust, and um, I could vet this a little bit more. But this is is this a like a breaking news and is this like a breaking news announcement like emergency? Yeah, a little like bit alert. Yeah, I'm getting a I'm getting a. Um, I don't want to get into it. I want to be careful how I word this, but um, this person has relatives that are connected in China and they were evacuated and they just now, they were pre-evacuated and they were in California. They're in California now. And uh, they're going to try to get some pictures to the soul trap. And uh, I'm going to have our production guys start taking a look at that. But yeah, uh, so they're saying that this, this, the implication here is that this might have been known that it was coming maybe a little bit ahead of time, 
so they were evacuated out. It's pretty interesting. We're going to look into it a little bit more, but uh, definitely very, very interesting. But I, I agree. I, I think there's no way to get around the fact that there's something, something to the fact that we're sitting here messing with Jerusalem. You know, it's also very interesting, right? Um, China is, is, is collapsing on the inside. Yes. Um, and it has been for quite socially, a while. Yep. Yeah. It has been for quite a while. You know, there's another theory that could be floating around, and, and it's, it, it's an interesting theory, and that is, as, as awful as this might sound, it's not beyond what China has done before, and that is that China has cut this thing loose on its, on its own, um, that it's serving to, to create, it, use it for its own ends in its own land, in its own people. That's a possibility there, too. But um, yeah, the, the connection between the Harvard, connection between Canada, what's going on in China, and then the fact of the matter that Trump, I mean, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, he comes for this land for peace deal with the Palestinians, says, oh, we'll give you half of Jerusalem. Yeah. And um, it, it just very, very weird. And the next 72 hours are going to tell the story. And like you said, it doesn't have to have a, a huge death rate. It just has to have the implication of a huge death rate. Mm -hmm. And um, then it's Katie bar the door, really. Yeah, and, and folks, again, I've been keeping up with this closely since Monday, uh, Sunday night, Monday, and uh, you're, you're talking about a, a, an infection rate that doubled literally overnight, and now we're, who knows? I mean, there's just really, again, we cannot stress enough, we just have no way of knowing. The incubation period is so long. I say so long, it, it's longer than, than the typical incubation periods. We're talking about probably up, upwards of a week incubation. Mm -hmm. um, and there's just, there's just no way of knowing. And, and then trying to get any kind of truth from China when we've got articles coming in about them burning bodies. It's um, this, here's the thing. I, I'll say this, this, I'm not going to say that this is, the one, like you said, brother Tillis, this may be a beta run. This may be something that this may just be something that they are seeing. Okay. What can we do? How can we do this? Or guys, let's just be honest. The SARS could have been the beta run and this is the one. And, um, and at the end of the day, what you've got to understand is that I told this to somebody and this is going to sound crazy. At the end of the day, what you got to understand is everything that's going on, the Lord is allowing, and everything that's happening, God knows about it. And uh, like Brother Tilla said earlier in the broadcast, you may just have to buckle up and just wait for the rapture. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting to think about, if, if you think about the... Um, I, I know that Dr. Ruckman used to talk quite a bit about this, about the spot, about leprosy in the Old Testament, the spot... Uh, you mm -hmm. have to wonder how much that's going to play a role. I guess, I guess maybe this is the question that we can ask ourselves as, as you take this and you look at this data and you go, look, we know there's a conspiracy. End of story. Th that we know it. We know it in Canada. We know it in Boston. We know it in China. So, so that part is done with. I guess the question you have to ask yourself is how much bleed over is there it, from Matthew 24, from Revelation 13, how much splashover does the New Testament Pauline Christian get to see? I mean, how much are you and I going to experience 
prior to that. And again, I'm not fudging on the doctrine of, of rapture at all. I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying, uh, you know, how much... Okay, let me put it like this. As in the days of Noah, I think Enoch is a great type of the New Testament. Believer, he's raptured out, Noah goes through. My question is, how much did, did Enoch see? Did, did he see the sons of God come into the daughters of men? Was he seeing the mutated, uh, what I believe, the, the mutations and the chimera? And, and, and was he seeing all of that perversion and ugliness? Was he trying to live with that? And hence the message, he walked with God and, and what a testimony that was. I think these are legitimate questions we have to ask ourselves because it is ingrained in the American psyche of the American Christian. We're not going to really see problems. Mm -hmm. It just—it's—it's not going to happen. And I am submitting to you that whether it's this one or the next one, I think we are. And and are we prepared for it, like Brother Randy said, or or we just got our three days? And then the, the real question is, is FEMA going to be the one that uh, where Christians are going to be knocking the door down, being the first ones to go, yeah, sign me up? Mm -hmm. I just, uh, we, we all got the message. Uh, I just checked it. Though. I don't know if, if you guys have access to your Facebook messenger. They yep, said, so. don't, they said, don't mention any names, but I just got a, a, a message from somebody and um, their assistant pastor um the assistant pastor's sister-in-law was evacuated from china and they're being held right now in san francisco yeah mm -hmm. so i got an update on the other other one that came through uh they were working uh the embassy actually told them that they had to evacuate they filled out the paperwork and they haven't heard from them since they touched down from china they're assuming that they're in a quarantine right now out in california I'm telling you, we just, Brother Tillis, correct me if I'm wrong, we just haven't seen this kind of precaution ever no. in, 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 since any of the pandemic scares that I can remember. We have never seen this kind of precaution, ever. No, and, and I agree, and, and I think the reason why is because, and I'm going to go back to my original theory, I think this was a weaponized biological virus that was sold or stolen by the to the Chinese, I think in Wuhan it broke loose. But I think that the, there may have been some spread of it before it even got to China. We may not see the last. We might be seeing. We might be seeing in the next several days an uptick of Americans. Now, I'm not going to say that we can't get it under control. I'm not saying that's even going to be a pandemic. I think one of the interesting things that we need to be asking ourselves ahead of the curve is let's assume for the sake of argument that this is under control. It, it gets brought under control. Then the $64,000 question is, like Joseph McCarthy, are we going to be the lone voices that say, wait a second, our government is rife. It is infiltrated. It, it, it is permeated with Chinese infiltrators. Uh, in other words, how fragile is our government? And, and I think that's going to be the real that's going to be the real question right there, because there you've got infiltration at a massive level. When you've got a chair of a department at Harvard that has been arrested because they're working with the Chinese, where, where does it stop? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
But let me let me have you touch back on something here real quick too. Something that people may be somewhat un- unfamiliar with. Um, you, you know, five years, six years ago, I was very skeptical of everything, and I've kind of progressed in seeing more and more what was labeled as you know, quote unquote, conspiracy. That was actually legit, the real deal. Um, I have a, a friend who is very against conspiracies and at the Epstein thing, that's what turned him. And he was saying, okay, there's something weird going on that, that we're not being told. Uh, pieces of this that are legitimate, they can be researched, they can be seen, are examples of uh, population control, depopulization. Uh, the Georgia Guidestones, Brother Tillis, I talk to people all the time that have no idea no what idea. The Georgia Guidestones are. Yep. And uh, Agenda 21, I, I was actually searching for a book. Uh, Glenn Beck wrote, <laughs> wrote a novel on it. Uh, Agenda 21, you can look it up online. You can read the actual paper and uh, you can see what these things are about. Could you just touch back on population control? I think the Georgia Guidestones, they want population under 500 million. Yeah, 500 million. Yeah. Well, the fact of the matter is nobody really knows. I mean, the, 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 the Georgia Guidestones, some people, it, I think it was, it was uh, the author, or the uh, whoever did it was R.C. Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, Kevin, can you look that up for me, that information on the um, Georgia Guidestones? Uh, but I think that it was R.C. Christian was, was who it was. Um, and what's interesting about that is that there was there's a long list in there. There are also the the the, um, the Zionist uh, connections and things like that. And so I think um, I think what you're going to see with that is is it, it's a built into the DNA of the New World Order. They want to they want to remodel it in a Jacobian way. They want to tear it down and they want to rebuild it up. And so whether no matter where you go, you keep seeing this population control come up. But it's a very odd thing to me that the population control from a satanic perspective is a very, very odd situation there. And I'm not sure how that ties in, but there's no doubt about it. Um, it's very, very fascinating. Mm. Oh, so well, let me, okay, so I, but before go ahead. I change real quick, I did. You're good. I, did wanna, I had this sheet right here. So this is. Um, this is what Bill Gates said at a TEDx lecture. Yes, yes. He yes. said the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's heading up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, and reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 <laughs> percent. That's you lower that. He said this preparation includes staging simulations, war games, preparedness exercises so we can better understand how diseases will spread and how to deal with responses such as quarantine and communications to minimize panic. In other words, this is, this is something that's been going on. They're, they're a prayer. But here's a statement. Now listen to this statement. The world needs to prepare for pandemics in the same serious way it prepares for war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty crazy, right? Um, and so this is an interesting article that came up too. A lot of people have, have ignored this article, but in the Washington Examiner, uh, it was January 30th, 2020, 
U.S. warns against spy threat. Chinese national keep getting arrested in Florida. Um, one of the things is in South Florida has become a, a common destination. At least six people from China have been charged since September 2018 in connection with incidents at President Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort. Do you remember when that Chinese woman tried to jump over the fence at Mar-a-Lago? Do you, do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of crazy stuff going on. Another Chinese woman tried to enter the club via the main gate. Uh, there was another one that was arrested in Key West, was trying to take photographs uh, and uh, just a real mess there. So there's a lot going on with the, with the Chinese and um, the government. Just, just very, very odd. Very odd. Yeah. I mean, what, what, it, you know, what it boils down to, folks, is that there is things happening behind the scenes. Our government has so much intelligence and foreign governments have so much intelligence and there's been so much preparation and so much quick response to this. My biggest takeaway, and I guess what I want you guys to take away, is number one, the the amount of preparedness and preparation and precaution that's been taken should, number one, show you that this isn't just something that, that is, is going to blow over. Foreign governments, I mean, Italy's not letting 6,000 people off of a ship because two people may have the virus, okay? Mm-hmm. We, our own government is quarantining people from China in San Francisco. So you need to understand that, that, our, that, that governments are taking this extremely serious. Number two, the amount of preparation and preparedness and precaution should show you that they've known about the seriousness of it since before Monday. This has been something on their radar, potentially, Brother Tillis, as you were saying, since October or November. Well, I think so. I, I think we haven't we haven't been paying attention, but um, th- th- I think the Chinese have infiltrated us a lot more than we realize. This is the new communism, the new Joseph McCarthyism. Um, I, I'm just looking at an article here, January fifth, two thousand twenty. January fifth now. 2020, Chinese tourists accused of espionage in the latest example of a growing threat to U.S. security. Well, no one paid any attention to it. Uh, it was arrested in, in California as a, on a tourist visa. The day after he arrived, he drove a rental car to a storage facility in San Diego, met an unidentified person, on and on and on. Um, one of the items that he was after with particular radio and it was, it was a designed by the Defense Department. So, in other words, what I'm saying is they've known about this. I think you're exactly right. It's gotten away from us. And it is, it is just an absolute mess. And it's growing. Even while we're talking, I'm looking at a headline that just came up. India has confirmed its first case of coronavirus. Yes. That, uh, that means that all day. three of the world's most populous countries have now confirmed at least one case of the virus. Yeah, I so, read that earlier today to India, and guess where I'm going in three weeks? Hey, I wish you the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, on the China thing, before we uh, shut this thing down, um, you know, it's been long rumored in North Carolina. I don't know if you've heard this before, Andrew, about Chinese military exercises in our national forests. Have you heard that before? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and that, it's, was, that was... Yeah, it's here. It's in North Carolina. Um, they're also buying up properties in North Carolina, uh, the Chinese government. 
Um, they're in our medicine. Uh, a lot of our medicine is coming from China. I mean, who in their right mind buys medicine from people who want to kill them? Right. And, and right. that's where we're at. Right. And, you know, it's interesting to just to kind of come back circle to full circle to the to the, um, the Georgia Guidestones. It's very interesting because the guy that actually who, who paid for it and had it directed was under the pseudonym name uh, uh, of R.C. Christian. And there's a connection there with the Rosencrantz and all of that philosophy that's in there. Um, and, and what it is really is it is a. At its root, what it is, and this is going to sound so far off, off the chart, but it is a desire to create just enough slave population to be able to manage while the oligarchy or the elites actually run the world and live off of the backs. And so there's too many slaves. So, 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 so give me just a real quick connection here. Let me, give me just 30 seconds. So... The, the helots, the Spartans, they were the warrior class. But you know what their biggest concern was? Was not Athens, was not Corinth, was not Melita. Their biggest concern was their slave population. The, the, the Spartans didn't do the farming, and they didn't do the crops, and they didn't do the cleaning, and they didn't do the manufacturing. They fought, they warred, they ruled, they were, they were brilliant. You know what scared them was the uprisings of the helots, of, of, of their... Uh, of their slave population. So every once in a while, you had to thin that thing out. You couldn't have more slave population. And the same thing happened to Rome, in the city of Rome. They were concerned. And that's basically what the gladiatorial games were. The gladiatorial games were a way just to appease the mob. But the biggest fear that the Roman Senate and the Roman rulers had was the mob. Every once in a while, you got to thin that thing out. And, and I think that that's fundamentally what that new world from the, from the human side, I'm not talking the spiritual side, but from the human side, they want to thin that population out and have just enough slave force to be able to sustain the elite bloodlines and those that are in connection with them so that they can live in their own utopia, which for those on the bottom would be a dystopia. So I, I think those Georgia Guidestones and things like that, they may seem silly, but, but, but yeah, there's a lot more going on there. Mm-hmm. Well, when I was a kid, um, there was a, a cartoon called Captain Planet. Uh, it's kind of a thing of the past now. Not, not a lot of people know Captain Planet. But it, it seemed like back then they were trying to uh, deal with population more so on, on some of the birthing end. And now it's you know acceptable just to deal with it on the end, other end of human life. Uh, to kill off those who are weak and, and whatnot. And uh, yeah. I was trying to find it, but if you Google Captain Planet Population Bomb, just watch the last 30 seconds of it. And it's telling kids, when it's your turn to have a family, keep it small. You know, yeah. don't have big families. And uh, this has been going on since, I mean, that's the 90s. I was watching that as a kid. Mm. Well, listen, you can, you, you can... You can say that we're being overreactive, and I do think it should be fair that we don't know how this is going to end. Sure. But, I mean, SARS all total infected 8,000 people and killed 813. The coronavirus has already surpassed SARS in terms of the number of cases in China. And globally, the virus has already, has already effectively tied SARS for the number of confirmed cases. 
And but we're not getting information coming out of China in its clarity. Right. And I want to go back to something that Brother Andrew said real quick. And then I, I, I mean, I don't want to belabor the point. Here's the thing: we don't actually know what coronavirus is. Yeah. We we don't actually know. We don't the public. We don't actually know what we're dealing with. Are we dealing with a bird flu? Are we dealing with something that's just a, you know, <laughs> are we dealing with what they want us to believe? that some woman was sitting down eating bat and she got a flu and, and here we go? Maybe. But if we're dealing with something weaponized, if this thing is designed to kill and to spread, well, you got a problem on your hands. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. The, um, the amount of cover-up and the amount of... Uh, la the lack of information is uh you know silence can be much more scary than than chatter for sure yeah. so well, listen folks in, in conclusion just stay alert stay on top of it be looking at stuff you know i'm gonna i'm gonna keep updating stuff as much as possible i've got to be careful man i'm already on the grid i or, or excuse me on the radar uh, and all that kind of stuff. So I got to be careful, but I'm going to be updating. I'm doing a lot on Twitter. If you have a Twitter, go follow me on Twitter because I'm doing a lot there. Um, that's one place where it seems like I've been able to say a lot, get away with a lot more than Facebook. I'll tell you that much. Um, go yeah. get you some food. Go get you about a month's supply of food. Get yeah. just be prepared. Have have a plan. We, me and my family, we've ta already talked about it a little bit. We've already got a little bit of a plan in action. It may listen, you know, the extent of it, it may just be you just need to kind of you just got to sit in your house for a month or two, you know. <laughs> but at the end of the day, just be prepared and uh and 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 know what's going on, stay updated, and uh and yeah, I, I think that's I think that's sure. really what you need to understand. Yeah, lots of vitamin C. We have a we have a podcast show coming up down the road about vitamin C and its connection with um and its connection with, with the possibilities of cu curing for cancer and things like that. But I, I want to bounce right off of what you said. I think this is an opportunity. I do think we have to be very careful about, about just, just being <laughs> weird for weird's sake. This is an opportunity for us to engage our friends and family and neighbor and go, hey, listen, you know, whether it's this or not, the Bible talks about this stuff and, and maybe use it as a segue to, to maybe get into some gospel conversations. Have you ever thought what would happen if what some of the Bible talks about were true and, and not just use it to just rattle the cage, but, but to do that. And, and I agree, you know, make sure, you know, you got to support uh, backwoods Bible broadcast, make sure uh, to check out the soul and, and, and we're going on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, you know, any of these kind of things like that network support one another, encourage one another, it's vital that we do that. And I would say one last thing, too. I think churches individually ought to have, I mean, we do, and we, we have that to some degree, not as much as I like, but to some degree we do that because we're in a, in a hurricane-prone area. But I think churches ought to have some kind of plan in place to be able to take care of theirs and their own. Um, that, that would be very wise for some churches to, to have some stores of food so that they might be able to be a beacon and a light maybe in dark times. That's worth maybe thinking about. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Well, folks, listen, we got 108 viewers. We hit 139, I think, uh, which is our record. We matched our record tonight. So uh, if everybody could like and share the broadcast for us, get the word out there so much. Let me just say this, so much satanic oppression this week. I mean, Brother Tillis, 
we probably couldn't even get in the half of it, right? I mean, just so much. It's it's been it's been wild. It's been very wild. Very wild. So, everybody like and share the broadcast. We want to thank you for c- tuning on for this emergency backwoods Bible broadcast. Everybody on my Facebook, you may have to go on my Facebook page and and click the refollow button or click something because uh, evidently my posts are not being seen. So just kind of be aware, I'm still on there. My Facebook is active, uh, but uh, they may be you know doing the shadow banning or whatever uh, yeah. on there. So just also, be aware of that. If you're wanting to hit some of the high points as far as some of the articles we were referencing and videos and whatnot, Joshua Alvarez. I noticed in, yeah, Joshua Alvarez, if you'll track him in the comments, uh, he's got good documentation all the way down for us. Yeah, and yeah. I will be uploading this broadcast to my YouTube channel, Andrew Sluter. So you can go on there and yeah. subscribe, and this will be on we're also we're also next week going to release a little uh, a podcast from the Soul Trap documenting more information on the coronavirus. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to uh, uh, Christy and Kevin, our production team here. They stayed with me here late tonight at the studio, and they did a great job trying to juggle all the attacks of the powers of darkness. And, mm. man, we got doors closing around here and stuff falling off the wall, but somehow we made it. So they did a great job. Thank you, guys. Amen, amen. All right, folks. Well, listen. Be back next week for another edition of the Backwoods Bible Broadcast. Same Backwoods time, same Backwoods station. Brother Tillis, thank you for being on tonight. Always a joy to have you. All right, folks, may God bless you is our prayer.